Hey, it's Buck here today with my good friend and vice president of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group, Stacy Ellis. Stacy, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking, Buck. So how are things at Jim Ellis Automotive these days? Things are good. I mean, of course, we're still adjusting to the loss of my dad, who was running the business, and my grandparents, who founded the company, but we're finding our way. Stacy, I can't imagine that, that kind of loss in such a short period of time, let alone the impact on the business. Fortunately, we surrounded ourselves with a great team, so that really helps us a lot. Now, any truth to the rumors about Jim Ellis being sold? (laughs) We have no plans to sell the business. If anything, we're looking to grow. In addition to some new facilities, we're going to focus on what's worked in the past, making car buying quick, easy, and convenient. Well, speaking from experience, Stacy, I couldn't be happier with my recent purchase from Jim Ellis. That's great. Our motto is expect the best. Visit JimEllis.com. All the information you need is just a click away. Doesn't get any easier than that. Find your next vehicle at Jim Ellis Automotive. Check, check, check. One, two, one to the two, one to the two, 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 two. Hey, right. Scotty, what's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot. Hold on. The audio fun bag is brought to you by Responsibly Vodka and Norman's Electronics. And now, we kick it. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Hey, Lo, see if my uh, levels are coming up. I already did you, so just zoom it out. You were the first one. Oh, yeah. We've been waiting all year for this night. When the snow is glistening on the trees outside, all the stockings are hung by the fireside. Hand me my drink, sir. Waiting for old Santa to arrive. Audio fun bag. All the love will show. Chapter 46. Everybody knows. All brought to you by Responsibly Vodka. Drink responsibly. Absolutely. And Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com. You can book your service online. Or you could just, you know, put out the bat signal to Jamie and see if he'll show up at your house. What do you think that looks like? Is it like Jamie's dong? Just a big Jamie dong just out I there. I don't think that's appropriate. No, I think it is because, like, we just had – did you did you get to watch last night the uh, the Christmas star? Uh, I went looking around for it, but then I didn't try that hard. That's not the Christmas star. It's the sensation <laughs> <the> plant. <laughs> that's all I thought of. My wife doesn't get any of my, like, holiday liners. I know. Like when I'm like. And neither does your uh, nanny when you said bend over and I'll show you to her. She asked me where am I going to put a tree that big. And you said bend over and I'll show you <laughs> to your you nanny. What are you supposed to say at that point? Say right over there in the corner, no. ma'am. That's what you say. Like I told my wife the other day, now I know what a TV dinner feels like. She has no idea. She's never seen Die Hard. So we're going to watch that in the next couple days. Come to the coast. Get together. Have a few laughs. <laughs> California. The West Coast, man. That girl is so hot, by the way. She makes the makes out with the dude at the airport. Uh, so this is the holiday edition, right, Los? This is the holiday edition because this <laughs> week we reach Christmas time. Everybody's got to do a holiday edition of something. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, everyone has a holiday musical or holiday special. Somebody has some sort of thing where they can charge a little bit more or try and make it a little more special. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've kind of noticed that too. You really think Jesus was born on December 25th? Why not? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's what I've been told. I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure it's bullshit. What was he like on the 21st? And I, they were like, hey. I don't even think it was December. I think the only reason we do it is because like, hey, Macy's can get a good fourth quarter before the year ends. You know what's funny about all of this is that you and I have have gift problems right now. Oh, I got major gift problems, but not like, not completely. I have, this is really the first year I have had children that actually care about Santa 
or an elf or Rudolph or anything else. So like four-year-old, it's really kind of cool. Like I have gone all out for him. Sugar cookies, gingerbread houses, you name it. Like he's loved lights and inflatables. My yard. Basically like the opposite of your dad. Well, my dad wasn't around for that. Thanks for bringing that one up. I just said just the opposite. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's why you left the station, man, so you could live out the dad dream of Christmas. (laughs) He was downstairs (laughs) drinking Colts 45s and looking at porno magazines. Not doing like what you and I do when we look at porno. He was just looking at them. It was the weirdest thing in the world. That was a holiday tradition at our house. So, yeah, I'm trying not to be that dad. That's why I go in the closet, you douche. He was just loading up the highlight reel (laughs) for later use. Spinning his revolver around, yeah, <laughs> just, just, just spinning it around, going, huh, huh, yeah. No, well. but I have enjoyed holiday, the holiday with the with the boys. At least one of the boys. The other boy doesn't know anything, and I don't really care. But I've enjoyed that part. I am not even spending any time on my wife. Today is the what twenty first, twenty second, twenty second. I just started shopping for my wife. I am in the odd area of we did some renovations around the house. It's not an odd area; it's a perfect area. But continue. We also. We're in the process of adding the dog, mm-hmm. and these are these are all expenditures that are pretty significant. Pinky, right? Pinky is the new dog. It's going to be pink, but we're going to stick with the name. Like the they were, had names for these dogs, and then two in the pink. You could actually say, "Well, we're actually going to call this dog something different," and so they would then go with something different. We decided we would just stay with Pinky. Pink, Pinky Pie, Pinkalicious, Pinky Pear, all those sort of fun names. So she's. <laughs> Pinky, yeah, so that's happening. And Pinky's a little pricey, so I'm trying to find something small, simple, so that my wife can actually open something up, but I don't have to impress her with it because of of what I've already done. Do you feel bad about that scenario? Because to me, that sounds like, based on my scenario, yours sounds perfect because, A, you've already done the major one with the bathroom renovation. Already did the stuff I needed to. You covered the girls and the sentimental, hey, Harry's not here anymore, but here's a heartwarming thing we'll remember for the next... How long dogs live? 10, 12? Uh, 15, Okay, 14, 15, 15 years. Yeah. So you remember this for 15 years. So you're kind of covered I'm kind of overall. good right now, but I need to find something small and simplistic, whereas you have to... You're, in, you're back in the scenario that we all were in in like elementary, middle school. <laughs> you have to figure out what to buy your wife with her own money. Yeah. Like, does, a, that feel, does that feel manly to you? No, like <laughs> as you were saying it, I decided to tuck my wiener in between my legs, and Hold I was on. like, I don't need this anymore. How do you buy someone? Wait for me. me. Hang so on. Hard. Let me put it this way: How do you buy someone something who a just buys anything they want, anyways? Right. Like, that's kind of adulthood. Yeah. You Amazon just- has screwed over Christmas because guess what? If you need something, she just buys it on Amazon or Etsy or anything else, and then it's on a monthly cycle. So we're getting a box every month, and it just keeps rolling in. So now you got to instead do the, the heartwarming things, put all so so. I bought you, you a scale. Yeah, <laughs> she bought me a fat watch. That's not heartwarming. Buy her a scale. We have a scale. It's a very nice oh, scale. Never I mind. think it's a little heavy, like, but start, we have start, a scale. Start doing. Oh, you think it's a little heavy? <laughs> Seems to be high this again this month. It's, honey, is something wrong with the scale? Uh, you you need to start doing your own mental warfare on your wife because she is slowly but surely heaven's gating you. Like, you are losing all masculinity. I'm okay she with that. She wants you just the way that she wants, she wants you politically. Me. I get Stop the political thing. <laughs> you know what she believes in. She doesn't believe in, in masculinity. So what is she doing to you? You said you She's weren't. She's removing it all. You said you weren't going to do politics with this podcast. Okay. 
But what do women want when they date us in general? All they're doing is changing us, and once they get us where they want, then they're like, oh, cool, I'll marry him now. He's good. No. It's like you house training Pink. You're going to house train Pink for two months, and then she's exactly what you want. No, here's here's what, and, and this is the popular misconception. You have stumbled off of Christmas, and I'm very mad at you. Strong women want strong dudes. Okay, well, my wife's a little soft B, and so she wants her man to be a soft B. Look at my tummy. You're so sweet. It's all soft here. I'm cool with that. You're so sweet. She brings in the money. So what are you going to do for her for Christmas if you're going to impress soft B? I don't know, and that's my problem. Like, what do you, and A, the fact that I'm waiting until the 22nd to do all this, that's an issue. So you, like, You was confused. Yeah, I... You can do like the uh, the the sentimental thing, like you can put together a photo album of all the children. That's something she can't buy, and it's the Christmas spirit. You know what I mean? You can do that crap, or you can just spend a shit ton of money on like a massive vacation and just surprise her. I think I'm just gonna do that. It's not my money. I don't care. Oh yeah, you're right. It isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what I bought you with your money? Woo! But I feel okay. Oh, oh no, I got a better suggestion. Go ahead. The other one, the only other option I've had. Your kids bring home projects when they were like three and four. Oh yeah, absolutely. What do you do with them? We end up we end up putting them all aside. We display them, and then towards the end of the year, how big is your refrigerator? You display all. No, these. no, we do it on a back wall. Oh okay, uh, like on the way in from our garage. Okay, so there's a wall there that's for their projects, and we rotate them. But we save them, and at the end of the year, they all go in a bin so that, you know, one day we can open up and look back at some of the stuff they did when they were kids. Yeah, it says like three year old, and yeah. it's just bin of art like that. So the only other thing I've kind of done. You can ship it all in a box, and they will put it all on a USB for you, and they will also make it into a photo book. Like, they will take pictures of every single one and make it into a photo book so you're not holding onto that box. It's a massive book. You can't see my face, but I'm very confused right now. Why? Don't you have time for this? Isn't it, isn't this one of the, the Hoyt as he softens and gets rid of all of his testicles. Isn't this exactly the kind of scrapbooking you need to be doing? Yes, but I also have money. Like, scrapbooking for yourself, that was poor people things. Oh, okay. Paying people to scrapbook your kid's shit, that's rich people no, stuff. That, that's next level money. <laughs> like, <laughs> Look think, what I got. Think about that. Like, okay, I don't even scrapbook my own shit. What's the, what's the richest thing in the world you can possibly have? Like a chef or a driver, right? You can do both those things. You can cook your own food. You can drive your own car. But if you have someone else do it, now that's FU money. That's what I got. I got FU scrapbook money. So I think I'm going with those two ideas. Like, I, you don't have a driver and you don't have a chef, but you can have a scrapbooker. Yeah. Like, do you realize what you have going on? Like, like I have like a lawyer. <laughs> I have somebody I kind of depend as a baker. Got a tailor if I need to do something. Those are, those are kind of mine. I don't have a driver. I don't have a pilot. Chuck has a landscaper, yard maintenance, right. stuff like that. Now I actually in enjoy that. We did we did get our house clean today, so I had a house cleaner. Which okay, was, I was like, woo, next level. But, but I don't, don't. But I don't have a scrapbooker. Bingo. You're right. <laughs> That's like fu money. So there's that. You are so rich right now. And then the other problem I have right now in the holidays is because I'm winking. Stop judging me. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't seen you in a week. This is all I can do. I mean, I talk to you. I, I tell you about what's going on around here so that you're not completely out of the loop. No, you're all mopey. I miss my Hoyt. I'm actually just more <laughs> frustrated. Oh, you know, I got a reprieve today. Oh, okay. Tease that because we're going to get into my... What do you do with stockings and your wife? My wife has too many socks. So I don't say socks and underwear. Well, she doesn't wear them regularly anymore. Not those kind of stockings. The ones by the fire with care and all that. Do you want to get into that next? I want to do it here. No, I want to get into it next. All right. All right. Our Christmas special continues. 
This is the Audio Fun Bag Podcast, Chapter 46. This is the Christmas special. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Do you know that means Merry Christmas in Espanol? It's now time for a classic Audio Fun Bag moment. Brought to you by Responsibly Vodka and Norman's Electronics. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up. This was a moment from last week, one of the more awkward moments that we've ever been around where Chuck is attempting to ask a question to someone who covered, I don't remember what what even team it was. Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. No, I'm sorry, uh, Louisville. Louisville, okay. Here was the problem. The gentleman on the other end of the line had been dealing with some personal matters and decided to start the interview by telling Chuck about it. We're going to talk a little Cardinals now from 24-7 Sports, their network of sight. We're joined now by Mike Hughes. Mike, welcome to the program. How you doing, man? Well, I tell you, I've been kind of running around today and busy. I've been trying to catch up on my work. Uh, My grandfather passed away a few days ago, and uh, we laid him to rest yesterday. Y'all got a new football coach there, is that right? Uh, Somebody in the secondary? (laughs) That's correct. (laughs) You heartless son of a... The guy left and went to Missouri. What is he supposed to do? So they lose the coach to Missouri. Y'all got a new football coach there, is (laughs) that right? The spot opens in the secondary. Chuck, let's role play for a second here. Let's just say we're not on the radio. We're just in conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're having a cup of coffee. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Well, Chuck, it's been a tough day. My, uh, My grandfather just died. Y'all got a new football coach there, is that right? (laughs) Wouldn't it seem appropriate you would follow it with, hey, sorry for your loss. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Audio fun bag. Brought to you by... Chapter 46, all brought to you by Responsibly Vodka and Norman's Electronics, NEIUSA.com, or book your service 24-7 online, or give them a call, 770-451-5057. You really butchered... My entire setup I had in there. And so I'm trying to put the whole podcast back together. I asked you one time to mix it down, and the amount of stuff that you actually deleted out of there, can't find good help anywhere, man. Well, I don't work here anymore, so I'm not Yeah, helped. I know. You're not really caring about that at this point. <laughs> this, apparently, this is only my problem. <laughs> I had to bring in somebody new, somebody like really hot to do the podcast with. That doesn't work on radio or podcast form. It's it, it's a it's a video, visual medium. Wait, maybe, maybe what we'll do audio medium. We'll do it on Twitch, but they'll always be like you, me, and then you have to battle the hot. I want the British girl that talks before when we come in. I want her in there. It's a computer. It's a computer generated woman. There are some attractive computer generated women. There was that movie that Brad Pitt was in. What's that movie? I don't know. It was a cartoon one, but there was a really hot blonde in a white dress. There was Jessica Rabbit. Okay. You were into the cartoon thing. She was hot. What about stockings? Uh, those can be kind of a good turn on, I guess. <laughs> so you, you're having trouble with your Christmas stockings. What are you supposed to put in a stocking? Like, to me, a stocking is a waste. It's where you put all the crap that, like... It you is do, You don't want, see. but you got to fill somebody's sock because it's a Christmas tradition and everything else. Like... You put a candle in there? You put socks? You put underwear? What do you put in there? That's so stupid. It's supposed to be for just little 
fun stuff. I'm pretty sure it started off with poor people that couldn't buy presents, and so they just filled up socks. And well, honestly, your sock, if you were rich, your sock was much bigger, so you could get more stuff. If you were poor, you just had like a little foot sock. Can I show you what I bought myself as a stocking stuffer? And is it a stocking stuffer if it doesn't fit in the stocking? Well, that's the deal. Like, mine is, is rolled up and in there now. Because I know what's going to happen. Like, they're going to put, like some Twizzlers in there or something like that, and and I'm going to be like, oh, that's great. I just want the shirt that I've sent to myself in there. You bought something for yourself? See, so that doesn't count either. You're ruining the Christmas holiday spirit. No, I, I'm, I'm doing the adult thing. I wanted it. I decided to give it to myself so that I can have something to open up on Christmas. Otherwise, I won't have anything to open up on Christmas. I'm just going to put a bunch of tofu in your stocking. Oh, look. He's giving me the best <laughs> thing I could have. So, no, no. I, I've got to tell you what this is. Oh, okay. So, on the show I watch, What We Do in the Shadows. Yes, it's the vampire show. Yes. Have you started that yet? No, not yet, but I'm Team Edward. Okay. That's not what I'm talking about. That's the vampire and werewolf movie. Although, you know what? They do make fun of them within this. Twilight? Okay. Yes. Okay. There is. There is. There is some uh, reference to Twilight vampires, okay? <laughs> so that does happen. Just so you know, it'll be very funny. Uh, so there, there's Laszlo, and Laszlo gets in trouble with this one vampire, and he always jokes around that when the S hits the wind, he has to change his identity. He has clothes stashed in a, in a motel room. It's a pair of jeans and a toothpick. And a hat. And he says, I'm dressing up as a regular Yankee Doodle Dandy. And he basically finds himself as a bartender in a in a small town in Pennsylvania. And he went there because it sounds like Transylvania. And as long as he has a toothpick in, for some reason, no other vampires can recognize him. So he is Jackie Daytona, regular human bartender. <laughs> That's and, what I got for myself. And there's the toothpick. See? Jackie Daytona, regular human bartender, because <laughs> the entire time he's like, he's like, you know, tries to act. He's trying to hide that he's a vampire. Does he still have the vampire accent? Because you oh, know, yeah, they- all of it, all of it. <laughs> he still has all, but he's got the toothpick in and everything else. And and he falls in love with volleyball, the local watching the local volleyball team, which is what most bartenders do. So he's living up to the gimmick. Regular human vampire, regular human bartender. So that's that's what I got myself as a stocking stuffer. Is that T-shirt? Okay, but you still got to fill the rest of the stocking. Like, these stockings are big now. They're getting bigger by the year as I'm well. Not, I'm not needy about it. I'm just like, eh. I mean. Like, what are you supposed to put? Candles? Lipstick? What is gonna, What do you think is going to be in yours? Tofu? No. No. Like, chocolate it's eggs. It's like a burger. And, no, you can't put a burger in a stocking. <laughs> it's a burger. Um, it's like, wait, what do you want in your stocking? Meat. Burger. Just give me meat. Put meat in my stocking. No, it's going to be like chocolates that I don't need. It's going to be... I really have reduced you down to like ice cream speaking guy. Army men, little army men. What else do you put in a stocking? They're so stupid. Shake. (laughs) Like when you sit on Santa's lap right now, you could just go like, like, he just like, what do you want? And you're like, dip. I I sound like a drunk blob. That's not a bad (laughs) idea, by the way. Put some dip in my stocking. I'm trying... Stockings are just pointless. They need to just. We need to get rid of stockings. First Log off, of dip. shut up. They're a fire hazard, by the way. You're I know. I've had. I take mine down every time we do the fire. See, yeah, I know. That's, That's a whole true. other thing of it. And what's the point, by the way? Because it's a tradition. Yeah, the tradition was honestly they were hanging their stockings because their stockings were wet and they wanted them dry the next day. But they were also hanging their stockings in hope that Saint Nick would would leave something in them. I've read the rhyme before. I know how it goes. You know, when I was in first grade, I went through something. Six pack. Shut up. 
I was in Catholic school. Oh, well, that's where it started. Yes. And I was in Catholic school. <laughs> dogma gets laid on real thick. And we had to take off our shoes and put them in the hallway. Did you ever have to do this? You had to put your shoes no. in the hallway. I went to public school the entire time. Oh, well, that's, that explains <laughs> so much like, about you. Unless it was like mud on them, and then yeah. No, so you had to put your shoes out in the hallway, and you were not allowed to go into the hallway because Santa was going to come down on the last day of school, and he was going to put either coal or you know treats or whatever in your shoes. So they would lock the door. This was back ages ago. Like this wasn't like shut down for somebody shooting up the school and they're locking it down. Like they would lock you in your room though because honestly all the 8th graders would come down and they'd either put coal or good stuff into your shoes. I'm in first grade. This has haunted me for years and years by the way. We're back on the couch. I had to pee so bad. Oh no. And I asked the teacher, "Can I go to the bathroom?" And she thought I was trying to find Santa. I was trying to see Santa. I pee. And I'm like, I still got to pee, lady. Like, what are we doing? So we're, you know, some kids are over here playing with blocks. Some are playing with letters or whatever. And I thought it was a great idea to go to the corner where the trash can was. And so I just unzip, but I'm just standing there. And I'm doing it nonchalantly. Like, I'm doing a very good job. And all of a sudden, you start hearing it. But it was one of those, you know, those metal trash cans we had, the round ones in school? Couldn't be louder when anything goes in it. It sounds like someone pouring a 40 in the bottom of a drum <laughs> and every kid just turns around and sees me peeing. I've been, I said I was called pee boy and I was scarred ever since because of that incident. So I've had a, a Christmas issue. Urination issue. That ever is since tough. that. That's, you, you've been through some stuff, man. That's kind of messed with me. You got any, you got any Christmas traditions or any Christmas stories that break your heart like that? Uh, like what was the tradition growing up in the Medina household? Go to one house, then go to another house. No, that's a divorce tradition. That's yeah. we all had that. That was about that was about it. Didn't no, we didn't really. I, I, I've thought about this because you we, and Mama Medina didn't like decorate the tree together. Or all, all I would ever have to do, I had to put the angel topper on. You got to do that. That was my that was my job in the house was the angel topper, and all the way through college, my mom would leave it off for when I got home, and she wanted me to put the angel topper on. That that was probably the only thing that I remember that sticks out that was pretty consistent that we would do. No cookies though for Santa. Anything that you wouldn't bake cookies? No, no. Oh, my mom is a, just an awful cook. Like she doesn't bake well. She doesn't cook. Like she comes into town, and my daughters are the ones that bake and like show her what to do. Like she's an awful person in terms of cooking. Now she would she would cook all the time. She ain't good at it. <laughs> okay, you didn't open up pajamas or one present the night before on Christmas Eve? No, and this is what's weird about what goes on in my house now. Because everybody's Christmas is different because everybody had different traditions growing up. So my wife has tried to establish some of her family's traditions with our family and they're so foreign to me, I do look at them and I'm like, really? Is this what we're doing? For instance, every Friday right now in December, we have a family Christmas movie. Okay, that's kind of cool. You against that? No, I'm not against it. It's totally fine. But I can't just walk in the door and sit down and watch family Christmas movie. She makes me get into the pajamas <laughs> that are the Christmas pajamas that we all have matching pajamas. So one is Papa Bear, Mama Bear, Little Bear, and Little Bear. And we all have matching Christmas pajamas. You remember when we went over to uh, uh, Santa's Fantastical? Yeah. Are those pajamas you wore? Those are the ones I have to wear now all the time. Those giant she got like XLs 
and I'm, they're like falling off me the entire time. Hey, it's Buck here today with my good friend and vice president of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group, Stacy Ellis. Stacy, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking, Buck. So how are things at Jim Ellis Automotive these days? Things are good. I mean, of course, we're still adjusting to the loss of my dad, who was running the business, and my grandparents, who founded the company, but we're finding our way. Stacy, I can't imagine that, that kind of loss in such a short period of time, let alone the impact on the business. Fortunately, we surrounded ourselves with a great team, so that really helps us a lot. Now, any truth to the rumors about Jim Ellis being sold? (laughs) We have no plans to sell the business. If anything, we're looking to grow. In addition to some new facilities, we're going to focus on what's worked in the past, making car buying quick, easy, and convenient. Well, speaking from experience, Stacy, I couldn't be happier with my recent purchase from Jim Ellis. That's great. Our motto is expect the best. Visit JimEllis.com. All the information you need is just a click away. Doesn't get any easier than that. Find your next vehicle at Jim Ellis Automotive. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. You remember a segment ago when you were saying I lost my manhood? Yeah, that was that was a time when I, every time I put those things on, I'm like I'm like there goes the manhood. All I think of Ralphie in a Christmas story with like the rabbit pajamas on, like I'm thinking of you like that coming down the stairs and you just have this look of shame on your face and your shoulders are slumped over. Do you remember the picture we took where like I'm holding on to something and I'm like staring like like in a oh Santa's coming? Yeah, it's like every Friday right now. That's what I've been doing. And so, again, trying to establish new traditions. Mine is, can we emasculate <laughs> Carlos every single time he walks in every Friday? Like, we watched we watched Elf a couple weeks ago. That was fine. But that's not the tradition. The tradition is you passing on family time, family movies with your girls, and they'll remember this forever. Remember when Daddy looked like a gay elf? Gelf? <laughs> <laughs> He's a special kind of elf. To be fair, I think all elves are gay, but that's a whole No, they're asexual. No, that's not true. Then they couldn't reproduce. What elves are reproducing in any of the movies you watch? Just because they don't don't show the miracle of birth doesn't mean they're not having sex. So I'm asked Matt Chernoff this question. I'm going to ask you too. Yeah, go ahead. Let's say you can guarantee Georgia a national championship next year. Done. I'll kill Santa. But you have to get a tattoo, (laughs) a really aggressive looking tattoo. Of two elves having sex together right on your ass. Like, oh, that's what? easy. Yeah. To take it off the ass, that's a harder question. Like, no one will see it on my ass. I don't care. Okay. Like, uh, like uh, right? Like, the only person that's going to see my ass, honestly, is my wife. And maybe your kids. And she sees my dick. And so, like, joke's on her. Like, I got a worse thing out there. I would just think it's hilarious that you had two elves having sex on your ass in order to guarantee a national championship. You realize, like, we're doing UGA hashtag 40, right? And there's a chance we're going to do UGA hashtag 50 in 10 freaking years. 
So yeah, I would put. I, Listen, we're not going to have as many people available. I don't know if you've listened to the show lately. Buck is running through a whole lot of people that he's doing his his dead dedications to. Dude, I would put a gangbang of elves on my ass if I could get a national championship. Is there a bigger downer that we ever experienced than when we would we knew Buck would start into one of them? It's like, oh hey, just want to shout out to, or <laughs> just want to send condolences. You and I would be like, no. No! John would be doing some story, just some story, and you can tell it's wrapping up at the end, and there'd be kind of a down pause. Oh, and uh, condolences to uh, my former offensive lineman and his family. Um, You know, they they lost him over the weekend, and uh, we're we're praying for you. All right, coming up next on Bucking Kincaid, it It was was, just so It's the greatest momentum killer in all of Atlanta radio. Like... Matt and Buck knows a lot of people, and a lot of them are dying, man. <laughs> a lot of them are dying. I think there was three this week. Well, we're in a pandemic. Matt is one of the best point guys in this city or whatever in this industry. How do you segue out of Like, there is no way to segue. Hell, we make fun of the Casey Kasem dead dog dedication thing all the time. That's like one of the best guys to ever do this. And he can't do it. And he can't do it. There's like, no way to do it. So why do you bring it up? Throw it on Twitter. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> I'm giving advice. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying thank you. Like, that, like there's I, a reason we have. Like, I've thought about playing the eulogies. Undertaker music as soon as he starts doing it, and but you know it'll piss no, him off. No, that. See, that's disrespectful to the dead. Oh, I, I know. I know you're but, making your point to Buck. But would it make it funny? <sighs> like, if you were listening at home as you're like, you know, doing your like needlepoint, and so you're putting together like, you know, this house is blessed on your needlepoint. Homemade candles. And then you suddenly hear, like, the Undertaker music, boom, right as he's going into that, and you're like, And now, uh, another player Buck played with his past. And now, somebody (laughs) else Buck knows has moved on to the afterlife (laughs) on the fan. And then Buck just takes it, he reads the eulogy, and then... (laughs) And every now and then you you just hear, moment of silence. On the fan. See, that's where you do it. That's what you need, honestly. If you're going to come out of one of those, you need a close. Like, if you're going to come out of Buck doing that, you need something that hits hard and a close and it fades out and then you can go right into content There's again. a reason why we did bringing it back to sports. <laughs> Buck Baloo is bringing it back to sports because we had to find something to punctuate whenever we would go off in some world and Buck would bring it back. So I'm just saying I need some help with when he does Dead People Dedications. I will some ideas. I will start thinking about what could possibly be done for the next well hell. Is he on the air next week? Uh no, I think he's off for the remainder of the year now. So, All right, good. So, good. so I've got a week and a half basically yes. to come up before he kills someone else. And then you need to get back here. What if Buck is killing all of them, by the way? He's just driving down to Valdosta. <laughs> In the middle of the he's, night. He's like, OJ, I got some getting even to do. He's thinking about like some 77 football game where somebody took a cheap shot on him and he's decided, I'm going to take his leg. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh, that got him. I like to think of Buck as a serial killer, though. Yeah. But, like, he's a dismembering serial killer. Like, it ain't just enough to kill him. What would his serial killer name be? <laughs> he's got just, like, a severed hand in the front seat riding with him. The UGA 40 killer. Because then he has power over the dead. But he's just killing off former teammates? No, no, no. It's just people that have wronged him. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 
like it only ends up that Lindsey Scott and Herschel are the only two alive. alive. Dude, if I'm Aaron Murray, I'm watching my ass. <laughs> I am watching out for my ass. The only reason he won't kill Hudson is because like that's who he's closest to. You can't like you can't kill your wife because the cops immediately come to you. Oh well, yeah, I'm sure he's never thought about killing Hudson. If <laughs> you listened one to three, huh? Have you been paying any attention? All right, coming up next. Boy, we just gave all the dirty details about what's going on at 680, huh? A movie suggestion that I have already begun. Hey, do you put beans in your chili? Yeah. My wife did that. I am against beans in the chili. I want I want a meat soup. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Responsibly Vodka and Norman's Electronics. Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck. Shades on in Dark Club. Sunday afternoon. This will be the first entry we've ever had of one Chris Mooneyham, who I guess the best way I can put this, I'm not sure if it's kind of like a one of those weird seizure kind of things. It's almost like he wanted to start and then stopped and then started and then stopped again. The Atlanta Falcons up at halftime. I don't want to see a 10-7, 10-3 game at halftime. They should be able to move the chains, get first down, and put some points on the board. Yeah, I, and, and, and I'm in uh, – Ooh. I think you also have a mixed bag as we sit here and talk about what Tampa is going to do against the Falcons. What was that first thing there? Yeah, I, and, and, and I'm in. Uh, okay, so he was going one direction. He had to hit the brakes, and he was like, "Oh, went too far. Got to back it so up." So unprofessional when a guy just starts to speak and yeah. can't. All you get is like these guttural sounds coming. Yeah, out. I, That's and, horrible. And, and I'm in. Uh, yeah, you cut out all the plastic audio fun bag moments and things like that. So I'm having to put everything back together as we go. Oh, you should have saved it. Episode 46. I did have it saved, asshole. You're the one who started deleting stuff out of it and then saved it. The asshole. More, the more asshole. I, the more I think about this tattoo thing, by the way, I would get like a human centipede thing on my butt, basically, of elves doing that for a national championship. All brought to you by Responsibly Vodka. Drink responsibly. And Norman's Electronics. 770-451-5057. Book service online. NEIUSA. Dot com. Get those electronic repairs and those appliance repairs done with Norman's Electronics. I don't think the human centipede thing was brought to you by them. No. I don't think they'd even endorse it. Maybe they would. I mean... You understand how that works, right? Yeah, it's, it's okay. pretty, pretty out there. Just checking. Just kind of how it goes. Just an entire entire tribe of Smurf-like elves. Like, just when I thought like the elephant walk couldn't get more disgusting, you come up with a human centipede idea. Like... And somehow you make it worse. Then it gets nastier. Yes. So I started a movie that you suggested, and first off, you gave me bad information. You're welcome. It wasn't on Netflix. Oh, sorry. You said Netflix. I went looking around on Netflix. Okay, you know what? There's a lot of streaming services out there, dude. It's on Amazon Prime or Hulu. Or... It's Amazon Prime. Okay, see, but I nailed it. Th- the problem I have with this is you have all day to look this stuff up, and then you still give me bad information. No, I'm looking for stocking stuffers. And you're like sitting there as you're whittling with wood, making elves. Going to yoga class. Going to yoga class. Picking up my Lululemon outfit. I got a hot yoga class that I have to make here. I was thinking, I was in Lululemon and I was like, you know, yoga doesn't sound so bad if I see these pants all the time. It's actually pretty cool if you can, have you ever done like a really hardcore I did yoga P90X class? yoga okay. when I did P90X for 90 days. And that one's tough. Yeah, that was. It's tough. That was the toughest day out of all of them. Yeah. Was, First off, the yoga is like an extra 30 minutes longer than all the other ones. It's an hour and like 45 minutes, what it feels like. I will say, though, you do notice week after week after week, your flexibility just shoot. It's like a rubber band. You just keep pulling on that thing, and eventually, you know, it starts to go and go and go, and then it finally pops. But but you become much more flexible. I was thinking, either that or Pilates. What's the one where you lay on a bed and you like... 
play with rubber bands. I think that's Pilates. Yeah, that looked cool too because there's a bunch of hot girls by the Publix that I see coming out of there. It's been like 11 years since I did that P90X deal. Whatever yeah. happened to that, by the way? It was such a hot thing at the time. Well, you then had another version of it. And then from what I understand, like the, the guy who did it almost like died of some sort of issue, but now he's he's back. There was that. There was, uh, was Tybo, Billy Banks. Yeah, there was Tybo. Was it Billy Banks, or was that the guy that died doing the, uh, no, the flex seal? There was also some insanity or whatever it was, oh, no, which it was, I did. I almost wanted to throw up from that when I tried it. It was, was awful. Was that the Marines one? No, it was like the really high-end, uh, a lot of cardio work where you were just, I don't know, I just remember it was just horrible. It was bad. It was hard to do. I'm cool doing all that stuff, by the way. The hard part for me is doing it like in the living room, doing it in your house. It's very hard for me to get motivated when I know there's a bag of Chex Mix like 15 feet away that I could just go eat and sit on the couch. and Like when you're at a gym, there's not all those Yeah, those there's temptations not like snacks. There. No. It's not like somebody's dangling like right on their hip is like a pack of peanut M&Ms and you're like, oh, if I can just get to that peanut M&M. No, it's everybody else in a room suffering with you. Like there, there's some bonding going on there. We're in my house like... My wife eating a bag of Doritos while watching she's me watching, do it. And she's just like, she's like, Brian. Stop making that voice for my wife. Brian. <laughs> why are you sweating so much, Brian? Just come back here and finish your needlepoint. Brian. This, you, this, you make her sound like a dude. This hamburger is delicious. She sounds like Dr. Lecter. And you're like, <laughs> you're like glancing over at her as you're sweating through your P90X. And you're like, hamburger. And then what did the lambs do, Clarice? Like, that's what you sound like when you're doing my wife. Not you're doing my wife, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm imitating Thank your you. wife. No, I, and what I was going to tell you to finish up the story of P90X, I was never able to touch my toes until after I did all that yoga. Absolutely. And it, it really worked. I, I was... I was a collegiate athlete who couldn't touch his toes. Like, I just, it just couldn't consistently do it. Now I'm like... I'm going to grab the bottom of my feet. You know, what do you want me to grab here? Yeah, it works. <laughs> the stuff works. It keep it makes you flexible. You you should try that sort of stuff. It's good for you. What did we tease? Um, so Whiplash. Oh, yes, yes. I love you. 2014 movie with J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. And do you know the other guy? I know the actor only because I've seen him in War Dogs and a couple other movies. I liked War Dogs, by the way. I did too. That's the actor who's in that is the one who who plays the uh, the more of the straight guy in that. Miles Teller. There you go. Uh, so he is a, a student at a, I guess, is a, I don't know if I want to say it's like a high school or whatever. It's a, it's a school for musicians. So you know how they have... It's like a university for musicians. Correct. They have musical schools, whether it's... It's kind of like the idea of SCAD you yeah. know, for art out here in Atlanta. It, it's Everybody goes to New York to do, cla- whether it's classical music or jazz or whatever. You head up to New York and you have to get into one of those classes, very small classes, right. everything else. And it's based off of, partially based off of a true story like that. How far did you get into it? I'm 20 minutes in. Oh, I'll finish it tonight. Like, it, it grabs you right away, and the intimidation factor to it, it's it's legit. It's completely legit. And I, and I wonder, and this is what I wanted to bring up from this segment, did you ever have someone who pushed you that hard to do something? Yep. Like, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the freaky thing about it is is that you have this this instructor who's pushing somebody well beyond what they think they can do and somebody who continues to accept that coaching and keeps pushing themselves further the idea is the drummer in whiplash wants to become the greatest drummer in the world and he tells his teacher that basically and his teacher's like okay realize it's going to take whatever we can 
sacrifice, blah, 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 everything we hear when we're growing up in youth sports. No, 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 no. I'm talking about everything, every part of your body, every single thing you put into it, because I truly believe, like, the words, I can't, I, I can't do this anymore, I can't, bullshit, your body can always do more, you just, we, we don't push it enough, and that's the idea, and it's, it's about a coach, and do you push it too far with these young kids and everything else, but those are the people in my life, coaches-wise, that I respected the most. Like, I know a lot of people... Was it Mike Leach at Texas Tech was locking people in sheds? No, he he made one of the guys go over into the shed just to be like, here, this is your punishment, go to the shed. Or was Bobby Knight at Indiana or anything else? But I like those kind of guys. I, I, think, I think we missed that somewhat. You have to have somebody, especially in this day and age. Don't punch somebody. But, but you have to be willing to be subjected to and pushed in a certain way. Get outside your comfort, yes. Right, and that's kind of what's going on in this film. So that's that's the part where I think... There, there was times where my dad would do that with me when it came to baseball. Like, I, I've told the story, I don't know if I've told it in the podcast before, but when he was a coach, he was my coach for, for all the sports we were playing, but most notably baseball. Was he hardest on you? Uh, yes, in fact, he would, he would have Incredibles in his ball bucket and he would show people how to take a pitch. You know, just if you're 11 or 12 and now it's kids' pitch and people are starting to throw harder, you need to know how to protect yourself. And he would use Incrediballs to like kind of wing one inside a little bit. Kid would turn, get hit. Okay, you know what to do. He didn't use the Incrediballs on me. I got the baseballs. <laughs> so he would he would pop me with a baseball here and there. And I remember I lost my mind at him a couple times. But that was part of being pushed to an area that I was not comfortable with. Uh, by the way, he sent me this uh, a while back. So this is my braggadocia for the day. Um, that was that was the batting average for for that team that I was on. Well, where is Medina? Medina, you're in the six hole. No, no, it's just a list of oh, everybody. Okay. You batted eight sixty two. How do you like that? How is that possible? By the way, you're on base percentage with eight sixty two. You want to take a pitch? Uh, fifty of fifty eight that year. <laughs> you want to take a pitch? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was uh that was what I had going on, and I, I remember like when I was twelve, I batted like six fifteen. So yeah, it, it worked. Like what he was pushing ended up working, and so I only show you that because in that movie, you're having somebody who's willing to be pushed to an area where it's it can be really really freaky. The like some people don't want to go to that level. The reason I actually got onto this movie is again Miles. Teller, the actor, he talked about one encounter he had with Kobe Bryant and Kobe, and it was an article written off of that. Kobe's like, I love that movie. I'm obsessed with that movie. And Miles asked him, he's like, really tell me more. And he's like, I just, I see myself so much in that movie. And he's like, well, who do you see yourself as? Like the instructor, the coach that's pushing him hard as hell or the kid that wants to be the greatest ever and, and you know, is taking, because cause who was, um, who was the old Raiders um quarterback that his dad was hard on him oh that's Todd Marinovich Todd Marinovich so you can be a Marinovich and you can burn out and everything else like which one of these two do you see yourself as and Kobe's like I see myself as both yeah because he was the person who wanted to be pushed in a certain way but then he was also the person pushing himself along with his teammates teammates. yeah to to an impossible level and it's that Mamba mentality that that (sighs) there's like a there's like a 0.001% of just people in general in this world. It's a cool movie whether you agree with you're supposed to be pushed that hard or not. Um, I don't know. I I really enjoyed it, A. B, I just, it took me back to like a moment when I was like seven and I just got drilled in the face by my dad with like a 
line drive or a one hopper and just pops me right in the face in softball or baseball, excuse me. All I want to do was cry is like my teeth are bleeding, my nose is bleeding, everything else. He's like, get your ass back out there. Go take another one. Because if you fall off that horse or you're not going to take another ground ball and you're going to cry over this, like you're never going to do this again. Get back out. It's tough love, but like I don't I just don't feel like there's enough of that. I love that part of the movie, the tough love analogy of it. Do you know the the Gladwell rule? I don't. The 10,000 hour rule. That's was that a Romo thing where if you do anything for 10,000 hours oh, you will No, there's other people that do it and it, it's there's part of it's been debunked that you can do something for 10,000 hours and never a, achieve expertise or or but the idea is foundational you'll get really good at something you invest 10,000 hours in. Masturbation. Okay, you'll get excellent consistent results. I've thought about it. We I I'd probably say baseball for one, but I think the only other thing where I can say like I've totally invested this amount of time is probably sports talk radio where I've worked on something to 10,000 hours to where I feel like, and again, none of us have all the answers, but there's a reason why right now, like you're not around. And so I'm having to pick up slack and I'm realizing because you and I have done this for so long, how much further ahead we are than people that are two or three years in. It's amazing when you start thinking about the 10,000 hour rule. And I'm not even that good. I've been doing this for like 30 hours. What is this episode? Uh, 46, man. Yeah, like 30 hours of this. So I got I got a ways to go. You know, that's 416 days. days. Yeah. That's all we got to do. All we have to do is podcast. But it's constant. 24 hours a day. For 416 days and we will have expertise. Total enlightenment. I think we can do that. So episode 47 will be 24 hours long. Can you, can you imagine being able to... <laughs> to put in 416 days worth of anything right now. No, and the problem is, too, like, all right, we just took swings at, uh, at Truist, right, in the, yes. in the batting cage. After 10 or 15 swings, you're gassed. The moment you start taking 20, 25, 30, now you're not helping yourself because you're, rep, you're, you're getting lazy, off, you're right. getting long, everything else. So you're not even practicing the right way. So you you have to space it out. It's an, it's an incredible movie. It's an incredible story, and I don't know. I'm glad I turned you on to something. Yeah, so that was your holiday present to me. So thank you. I'm I'm into it. I'm gonna finish it, and then uh, we'll chat about it like uh, like a couple of girls. All right, now give else. me my present. Um, I'm ready. I like your hair. Your hair's your hair. You haven't let that go completely. Looking a little bit ashy though. Um, your hair looks good. Your hair looks real good. Huh. I'm gonna get you a. You want me to get you a bottle or something? You remember when we used to get each other presents on the radio? That was such shit radio, by the way. Like, oh, okay, here goes. Here's what I found is this gift card. All right, Chuck's opening his gift. Like on the Rude Awakening when I used to work on it, it was like a 45-minute ordeal. Like Perry would hand a Rude a gift. Okay, let's see what Rude is opening. It's a Beatles album. Yay! I love that. Have a holly jolly. And then and all Chuck and Turnoff does is give each other alcohol. <laughs> like that's it. That's all we do for one another. <laughs> That neither that and, those and the, and guys the aren't going to drink, so then they regift it to us. And then the problem, yes, okay. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. You realize how many larceny burb, uh, bourbon bottles were handed out at the station uh, this week and last week, uh, like four or five. If you had any association with Chuck, you that's what you got. Now, who sponsors his uh, his regional show? Oh, that would be a uh, larceny bourbon, right? Do you think he paid for any of those? No, not a, a one. I remember the first time I ever worked with Matt, and he comes in and he gives me a twenty dollars Starbucks gift card. That was my Christmas gift. Come to find out, like five years later, he gave them to everybody because Becky was teaching dance, his wife, and that's what all the kids would give Becky for Christmas, and so he would just regift them to everybody because Becky didn't go to Starbucks. 
We're also loving in the radio industry. Very thoughtful. There was one year where I got you a really nice gift, like a bar set or something. No, I got you a scale, right? You got me a, a, a weighted scale. A weighted scale for your weed for, and for your alcohol. alcohol. Right. But I buy you alcohol all the time. You got me headphones that lasted for four years, the white ones. The white ones. They were in good shape. I should probably buy you another pair just to like get you back up to date. I got you. Did, and- you, get the, did you buy the camera and everything else yet for... For our Twitch videos? Not yet. I got you and Dude, Chuck. Dude, just order it on Amazon. It'll get here in two days. I will. It'll it'll happen. I bought you and Chuck and Matt the Georgia Tech Maryland t-shirt. That was actually a brilliant thing, and, and I still, I think I still have mine somewhere around. Yeah, if you wash it, wash it. Oh, yeah, it, it would die. One, after one out. wash, yeah, yeah, it was gone. It was gone. That was unfortunate. But if you remember, we wore it out after a Christmas party. And that someone, the valet recognized us. The valet us. was like, yeah. He recognized the... Uh, the Georgia Tech Maryland confident. All right, you take us out. Merry Christmas, bitches, because I don't say happy holidays. Oh, I just did. Buck here today with my good friend and vice president of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group, Stacy Ellis. Stacy, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking, Buck. So how are things at Jim Ellis Automotive these days? Things are good. I mean, of course, we're still adjusting to the loss of my dad, who was running the business, and my grandparents, who founded the company, but we're finding our way. Stacy, I can't imagine that, that kind of loss in such a short period of time, let alone the impact on the business. Fortunately, we surrounded ourselves with a great team, so that really helps us a lot. Now, any truth to the rumors about Jim Ellis being sold? (laughs) We have no plans to sell the business. If anything, we're looking to grow. In addition to some new facilities, we're going to focus on what's worked in the past, making car buying quick, easy, and convenient. Well, speaking from experience, Stacy, I couldn't be happier with my recent purchase from Jim Ellis. That's great. Our motto is expect the best. Visit JimEllis.com. All the information you need is just a click away. Doesn't get any easier than that. Find your next vehicle at Jim Ellis Automotive. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.